Hello, this is Jude from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, the 12th of March. India registered 23,285 new coronavirus cases, taking the overall count to over 1 crore 13 lakh 8,000. The new cases were the highest in over two months. The country's death toll rose to 1 lakh 58,306, as 117 deaths were reported in the last 24 hours. Maharashtra, with a state reporting of more than 14,000 cases in the past 24 hours, was the highest single-day count in 2021. While Chief Minister Uddhav Thackeray announced a complete lockdown in Nagpur city from March 15 to March 21, all shops and establishments except those which offer essential services will be shut during this period. India will manufacture Johnson and Johnson's single-dose coronavirus vaccine as part of the initiative of the Quad Group of countries. Prime Minister Narendra Modi, United States President Joe Biden, Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison, and Japan's Yoshihide Suga will participate in the first ever leaders meeting of the quadrilateral framework today. A Delhi High Court today extended the interim protection from arrest granted to climate activist Shubham Kaur Chaudhary by 3 days. Shubham is a co-accused along with Disha Ravi and others in connection with allegedly being involved in sharing a toolkit on social media related to farmers protest. The Goa bench of the Bombay High Court had granted him protection from arrest until March 12th so that he can approach a court in Delhi where an FIR had been registered under IPC sections 124A, 153A and 120B sedition promoting enmity and criminal conspiracy. The counsel appearing for the accused told the court that his case was entirely different from the co-accused as he had no role in making the toolkit. Delhi court on 23rd of February granted bail to climate activist Disha Ravi saying there was nothing on record to suggest she had subscribed to any secessionist ideas in his order additional sessions judge Dharmendra Rana also called the evidence against Ravi scanty and sketchy adding that he found no reason to breach the general rule of bail do read supriti david's report titled scanty and sketchy evidence delhi court grants bail to disha ravi and also barka kumari's report titled How Disha Ravi came to join Greta Thunberg's climate justice cause. While you're there, also check out the report on the rising violence in Afghanistan that's forcing women to quit media. Let me read an excerpt from the report. Last year at only 21 years, Sofia Saki Karimi was forced to retire from a brief but celebrated career in the Afghan media owing to growing threats and violence against media workers in her country. Karimi went on to become a presenter and a radio host covering stories on culture, entertainment and social issues. pertaining to women but as insurgent violence increased over the past year karimi found the conflict had come much too close to her she said in a quote many of our friends received threats or were targeted some survived and some were killed that had a big mental impact on myself and my husband who is also a journalist unquote karimi is far from being the only woman to leave journalism for fear of violence or worse do read ruchi kumar's report titled didn't want to be one of the bodies Rising violence is forcing Afghan women to quit media. On our website newslaundry.com. Dear listeners, it is only possible for our reporters to report on these incidents from the ground with your support. We are an independent news platform producing podcasts, ground reports, interviews, videos, media critique and much more. We would not be able to do all this work if not for our subscribers who fund it. So if you aren't a subscriber already, now's the time to join the movement to keep news free and independent. Go to newslaundry.com and hit the subscribe button at the top right hand corner of the website. Lowest subscription starts at 300 rupees a month only. Pay to keep news free. Non-payment of salaries for the past 6 months forced thousands of Delhi University teachers to go on a strike. 
The call for university shutdown was given by the Delhi University Teachers Association on Tuesday as many employees of the 12 DU colleges which are fully funded by the Delhi government alleged that they had not received their salaries and other dues for over 8 months. The other important issue as per the DUTA statement is the merging of the College of Art with the Ambedkar University Delhi after it was deaffiliated from the DU. DUTA has claimed that the decision was taken without consulting stakeholders and without due processes. The strike which began on Mahashivratri, a restricted holiday in the Delhi University, is likely to intensify in the coming days with teachers taking to the streets on March 15th. According to the issued statement, the DUTA will hold an Adhikar rally from the VC office to the CM residence on March 15th and another march from the VC office to the Lieutenant Governor's office on March 18th. The Kisan Mazdoor Sangharsh Committee OKMSC has suspended its dharna against the center's farm laws after protesting on the railway tracks near Amritsar's Jandiala station for 169 days. KMSC said that it decided to suspend the dharna given the wheat harvest season and to strengthen the ongoing protest at Delhi borders. Sarwan Singh Pandher, General Secretary of KMSC, said that if the government doesn't react positively to the demands, the dharna can resume. Meanwhile, in the view of the summer, KMSC has made arrangements for cold water and fans at Delhi borders. The organization has asked farmers to keep fire extinguishers in each shelter to avoid any mishap. The Assam Tea Tribe Students Association or ATTSA has called for a complete shutdown of tea estates across the pole-bound state on March 22nd over the issue of plantation workers' daily wages. The body has also resolved to launch a statewide awareness campaign against the BJP-led government for deliberately exploiting plantation workers by using wage as a tool for extracting votes from them. The decisions against the wage hike were taken at an emergency executive meeting of the association in Eastern Assam's Dibrugarh yesterday. The March 22nd shutdown assumes significance ahead of the first phase of polling on March 27th, which covers 47 seats mostly in the tea growing areas of Eastern Assam. The loosely termed tea tribes and ex-tea tribes, broadly referred to as Adivasi, constitute about 20% of Assam's total population of 3.3 crores. Although the state government has been transferring cash benefits to 7.5 lakh workers, there are an estimated 10 lakh of them. The Adivasis who were brought by the British colonists from central India almost 200 years ago for plantation work and logging can influence the outcome in 40 to 45 of 126 assembly seats in Assam. Now let's move on to the international updates. Globally, COVID-19 has infected more than 118.5 million people and killed over 2.62 million, according to John Hopkins University. Denmark, Norway, and Iceland temporarily suspended the use of AstraZeneca's coronavirus vaccine amid concerns of patients developing blood clots post-inoculation. However, Australia said it had found no evidence of the vaccine's link to blood clots and decided to continue the rollout. Reuters reported. Turkey, Russia and Qatar made a joint attempt to promote a political solution to Syria's 10-year conflict. The aim is to discuss and contribute to efforts towards a lasting political solution in Syria. All three ministers emphasized in their meeting that the only solution to the conflict in which hundreds of thousands of people have been killed and millions are displaced was a political settlement in line with United Nations resolutions. The Russian foreign minister said that the three countries were not seeking to replace efforts which Turkey, Russia and Iran have been jointly making since 2017. But it is an effort to enhance the process of a political solution. 
Qatari minister Sheikh Mohammed bin Abdul Rahman Al Thani said that they had also discussed mechanism for delivering better humanitarian aid across the whole of Syria adding that there is a crucial need to lessen the suffering of the Syrians by urging UN agencies and WHO on prioritizing COVID-19 vaccination amongst the displaced population. US President Joe Biden signed a massive 1.9 trillion dollar economic stimulus bill ahead of giving a national address where he was set to urge hope on the first anniversary of the start of the coronavirus pandemic. The bill passed by Congress earlier this week dishes out $1,400 payments to most Americans, helps the unemployed, expands public health care, and ramps up funds for vaccinations. Although opposed by all Republican lawmakers in Congress, the plan has voter approval ratings of around 60% and was hailed by the IMF on Thursday as potentially juicing global economic recovery. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.